For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn. You are once again listening to your loyal hosts, Taylor Davis, Jason Campbell. We are here with you today, going to talk all about some Auburn athletics, get you caught up on everything that's happening down on the plains. Hope everyone's doing well, enjoying your week. It's a beautiful day here, so Jason and I are excited to talk some Auburn sports with you guys. Jason, when you were a player in both your college and NFL days, was this time of year, did you get any, like, relaxation time or did you always feel the need to like, okay, I, I need to be in the weight room. I need to be in the gym. I need to be like getting ready. I think some athletes, you know, it, it sports 365 days, but some try and give themselves a, a little bit of a breather. Did you ever, you know, kind of find that balance in your day? I tell you what, you try to, uh, most yeah. guys try to, because it's, it's really not the players that, you know, that kind of like say, Hey, you know, we don't really want to work out right now. It's the fact that, okay, the coaches will say, hey, guys, you got two weeks. It's two weeks for your body to just relax, heal, mm -hmm. and then we'll start back in the third week of January, and uh, we'll get the we'll hit the you know we'll get rolling. And yeah. the thing was, when you hop back in it, when you when you're out for those two weeks and you do absolutely nothing but just kind of walk around campus, you go to a couple parties, you. You know, do things that you don't normally get a chance to do for about two weeks. You get to be a real college student. Uh -huh. And then after that two weeks ago, with when we start back, it's kind of like we hop right into it. Like they like the strength program is where is where it all starts at in January. And yeah. uh, you really don't have much to do with the position coaches and the head coach besides, you know, they talk about what they want out of us and workouts and what are our goals and as, as a team heading into the spring and what they want us to hit from numbers wise, as far as uh, weightlifting and, and things like that. But other than that though, you may watch film for like 45 minutes because they have certain times that you can only have maybe two hours with each, with each position group per week. Right. So that's usually manifests itself to like two days per week. We'll meet for an hour. And mm -hmm. that's when you go through like different plays and things. So, Right now, it's very crucial uh, what this team is going through because they're implementing a whole new offense, defense, and everything. And right. that two hours per week that they may be getting right now is very crucial 
as far as outside of weightlifting is just as just as crucial as anything else because you're learning and you're lifting all at once. So these guys are very occupied right now during this time of year. And not to mention the fact that they're trying to build those relationships with a new coaching staff. And that's imperative Mm -hmm. that they start those relationships so that they're at a really good, solid point by the time season gets here. So this time of year is always super interesting for me, even in the broadcast side of things, you know, football is my busy season. And right now it's a bit more of downtime. And I know athletes struggle with this too, because you know the importance of allowing yourself a little bit of downtime, but you don't want to take it too far because there's always work that you could be doing. And so it's just, it's a balancing act. And so I'm sure with all the change along with this Auburn football program, this is quite an interesting time for those athletes trying to figure out how to find that balance. But we're going to talk about what's going on down there right now. We'll also get you caught up on some other sports programs that are in the midst of their season. But before we do that, I've got to tell you guys about Bet Online. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. And like I've told you guys before, Bet Online even covers other awards. They've got TV shows, reality TV. They've got you covered. They have hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. So all you have to do is head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So again, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Continuing our conversation about football, you know, this time of year, we're all kind of peeking around any corner we can possibly find just trying to get information on this team and kind of what's going on right now but the reality is there's so much unknown still and a lot of things we won't be able to find out until spring ball but luckily we're gonna get spring ball this year god willing uh lest we not forget about this time last year everyone crazy to think we're we're about right. at the one year anniversary of wow. everything changing. You know, it, it has certainly been a difficult year. So, I mean, flashback one year and spring football completely got taken away from all these programs. So for this year, for us to be able to get back to spring ball, which was certainly something we all took advantage of prior to last year, uh, for it to be able to happen this year, especially given the turnover of the coaching staff, so many new faces out there, it's going to be crucial, Jason, and and I know it is every year, but talk to me a little bit about what are some things that will be the emphasis for this team once spring ball kind of takes shape and maybe even a position group that you really think we're going to have to see some some new cogs in the machine, some new guys really stepping up to the plate, a, a position group that you think spring ball really might transform that position. Yeah, you you just hit on some things, Taylor. When you're talking about spring football, you know, spring football, guys get excited. And the reason they get excited is because, first of all, they get to put a helmet back on, put shoulder pads, and they get to do what they love. And they go out and they compete against one another. You know, you think about this football team, when you have to learn a new system on both sides of the ball and in special teams, it's very critical that you hit the ground running with all the S's and O's already in place. And what I mean by that is you already got the snap countdown. So you go know that in, in, in position meetings. And then the next thing is how to line up, where to line up, 
And, and those are very important. So, you know, those are the things that are, that are critical on day one, because you don't want to have to reteach a whole bunch of things that you've been going over with from fa- in phase one that you've been covering since January. And, mm-hmm. you know, you want to try to hurry up and get as quick as you can to phase two and phase three. And that's putting the pads on and actually competing against each other. Because the first couple of days, if I believe I'm right, you're in shorts. And uh, shorts is basically teaching days. So, you know, you want to see who can who can adapt from the classroom and take it to the field. And that's that's part of phase one. Now, and you talked about position groups. When I, when I think position groups, man, spring is so important. Last year, this team missed spring and we brought in a new offensive coordinator and everything. And, and you can saw where it, it hurt the offense. Like the defense still was a little bit ahead, even though we lost some stars up front on defense they still didn't look at times like they was lost. They still was able to stay competitive, where as an offense, at, at times we looked kind of inept because we were trying to figure out five guys play a front offensive line. We were trying to figure out, you know, where's Bowett and his maturation of playing the quarterback position. And all those things are having to get figured out just off of virtual video and virtual teachings pretty much all the way up to the season got ready to start. So it's very critical that this team – gets an opportunity to have spring this year. Um, when you think about the uh, the position that we're going to focus on today, you got to think about the receiver position. Why? Because we lost so many players. We lost, you know, Eli Stowe was a senior. Anthony Swartz, you know, decided to leave early. And then Seth Williams decided to leave early. So you're talking about three guys that took up bulk of the offense of receiving. And so now you look at the guys we have coming in, you have Xavion Capers, a guy that only had seven catches for 77 yards. And then you look behind him is Elijah Cannon, a guy that only had three catches for 80 yards. So at the X receiver position, that's not a lot of reps and not a lot of opportunities. And then you think about the H position, the H receiver position, which is mostly like a slot for people out there. You're talking about Shedrick Jackson. You know, everyone knows him as Bo Jackson's, I want to say nephew. Uh, you know, he has six catches for 84 yards. He's a big kid. He has He's a big body that can go across the middle, but doesn't have a lot of experience. Caitlin Newton, Cam's brother, is his backup. There's another guy that transferred from Howard and as a quarterback but in a receiver position. Right. So then you go to Z. We got Kobe Hudson. Another guy, seven catches, 70 yards. So the whole motto is here, we have a very – we are very limited and in inexperienced at the position, not because of talent, but because of experience. And so this is going to be critical this year. This spring is huge for the receivers to see who can play when the lights come on, when they hit, when they, when I mean by that, when they start to hit, hitting, who can catch the ball in traffic. And that's the, and that's what we're going to find out. I just think, you know, spring ball is always, you know, really exciting for the fans just because we all miss football so much and it gives us a little taste of it (laughs) in the, in the midst of off season. But This year in particular, there is so much for Auburn fans to learn whenever we get to see this team, not only all the guys you just mentioned and and more names than that that are going to have their shot this year because so many, you know, whether guys left for the NFL, they transferred, what have you, there is going to be a, you know, a list of new guys for us to get to know and see them take advantage of this opportunity. But we also are yet to see what Brian Harson wants to put on the field. We've been talking so much about the culture he wants to establish, and we're already seeing the fruits of that labor. But what does he want to do with the identity of the team on the field? What does he want to see when it comes down to the X's and O's? I just think if there's ever a time 
for athletes to take advantage of an opportunity, it's this team this year. There is so much potential and and there's potential within you know, the individual players, there's potential within the changes and you have to take it and run with it. And I, I'm just, I'm excited to see, because I think in times like this, that's when you really see the guys that want it. It's when you really see the guys that have that work ethic, because there's so many question marks and it gives you the opportunity to step up and be the answer. And so I'm really hopeful that we're going to see some great guys in that regard. And honestly, the turnover at the wide receiver position, it's, you know, intimidating in a way because you get comfortable with the names that you mentioned, Seth Williams, Anthony Schwartz, Eli, those guys have been out there for what feels like a while. And so you get comfortable with them. But if we're honest with ourselves here, Auburn's pass attack has not been as proficient as it needed to be. And it goes a step beyond the wide receivers and, and you focus toward Bo and the offensive line. So I think what this offense becomes still has so many questions with the line and with the quarterback position. But I'm hopeful that right now when there aren't a ton of eyes on them, that those guys are putting in the work that's necessary so that they can develop that rapport by the time they take the field. Did you actually enjoy spring ball when you played? I feel like in a way it's a bit of a tease because it's like, it's not the real thing. <laughs> it's as close as you can get without being the real thing, but uh-huh. there, it's also a bit of a tryout. Did you, did, did you sense the pressure associated with spring ball or was it kind of, uh, a, a bit more reminiscent of high school ball because there wasn't as much pressure. Oh, no. Spring football was a huge deal, especially at these, uh, you know, big schools like Auburn and uh, and everything. So when, when you approach spring ball, it's all about, like, business mindset. Yes, I'm a laughing joke with you when we're at the dorm and we're playing video games or whatever, but as soon as we put that hat on, it's competition because at the end of the day, it's about getting on the field and being able to play. And you can't be seen if you're standing on the sidelines. So you have to go out and earn your job. And the one thing about spring that brings out, it brings out the competitiveness of, of, of each other. Like it makes you find out who's your leaders and, and who's the guys that you can count on when it's third and third and short, it's fourth and goal. Like who can you depend on? Because you go through all those different drills. So it makes it fun and it makes guys look forward to it because the next time you hit somebody, it's going to be during the season. So you better take advantage of springtime where you're trying to make each other better and, and get an opportunity to get in there and put a hat on the hat and make some plays, and especially during the live scrimmages. Live scrimmages was always fun because there was a whole bunch of chirping back and forth between the offense and the defense. And, you know, I played with some loud miles, you know, the Rose Greens and the Dansbys and, you know, Carlos Rogers. Those guys want to rah, rah, rah the whole practice. As soon as they get their butt beat on a play, Oh, it's something, it's somebody else's fault or something. So, you know, we used to have some good times. And then I remember Cadillac was running the ball one time in his old 2002, and he's going towards the uh, the weight room. And all of a sudden, you know, we used to have a hard-hitting safety in it. Rashad Gilliard came out of nowhere and hit Lack so hard. All you saw was Lack body go in the air and hit the, uh-uh. <laughs> hit the weight room. And it's that, you know, you saw you saw coaches flying, you saw hats coming off, you saw helmets flying, and this that, you know, you're seeing – Bob Petrino getting in it with Coach Wick. And then you seeing, you know, Hugh Nall getting into it 
you know, with the defensive coordinator, I mean, you know, defense coordinator Chizit at the time, and, you know, it's just guys going at it back and forth, offensive guy, defensive guys, and, you know, it's helmet yanking going on, and guys just got intense. And, uh, and of course, you weren't allowed to touch Cadillac anymore after that. You know, <laughs> I hollered out and said, yeah, your, your butt hit somebody else like that again, especially my Cadillac. Your butt's out of here. <laughs> and uh, so it was intense. It. And uh, guys lost scholarships during the spring because coach would come in every spring and he would say, I need five scholarships. Five walk-ons are going to earn a scholarship. And it's an opportunity for a walk-on to make a name for himself and to earn that scholarship. If he be an Auburn from Auburn, but he decided to come anyways, he could earn a scholarship from someone that wasn't appreciative of their scholarship or wasn't right. putting in the work to keep it, they get the scholarship. And I've wow. seen that happen every single year that I was at Auburn. So that's why I say, just because you sign your name on that data line in February does not mean it's automatically four years. No, you have to renew your scholarship every year. So right. it can be taken from you. So spring is a great time. It's a fun time. The game, nah, game is not so much for the starters because it's very vanilla in the game. Yeah. Like, Coaches, Coach Harson is not going to come out in the spring game, people, and show y'all a whole lot. So I don't want y'all coming out of there spring games about, well, man, this look real basic. Like, guys, it's <laughs> going to be basic. It's going to be vanilla. That's like, that's like, it's spring. They're not going to, they do live stuff in scrimmages that you will not see. But yeah. trust me, spring game, that's just pretty much playing flag football on air. You're just having fun. Get a fan's opportunity to see the talent. That's pretty much all it is. But you will not see the real plays. That is so true. I've actually, worked some spring games as a reporter and talking to the coaches week of leading up to it they're always like this isn't for us this is for the fans like we're not going to show half the things that we plan on doing come season so you got to take it with a grain of salt but it does at least give you the opportunity to see some guys take the field that maybe you hadn't gotten to see in seasons past and I think for this Auburn team in particular we are going to get to know some new names this year and and that's certainly exciting but Want to talk a little bit about some other things happening around the football sphere. But before we do that, got to tell you guys about eBay sneakers. If you are a sneakerhead like myself and you've got a closet dedicated to your Jays, you should listen up. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe that you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. Their team of experienced sneaker authenticators are going to verify the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. And each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects the sellers with a verified return process. So they take care of everything. They verify everything for you. You know you're getting a good sale. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100. So it makes it free for you to sell or flip your collection. So whether you're the buyer or the seller, you need to head over to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Well, before we talk about some other Auburn sports programs, I do want to get your input on uh, some topics that have come out that obviously Auburn fans are going to continue to keep an eye on because it's familiar territory, I would say. Gus Malzahn continues to hold some Auburn relationships near and dear to his heart, and I just love to see it. I think, you know, while 
it's kind of hard. Look, I have used this analogy since the Gus departure happened that it does feel reminiscent of a breakup, you know, and you, you feel <laughs> but it's a healthy breakup. It's not one of those where your ex sucked. You know what I mean? We've all had those too. Right, right, right. This is, this is the ex that you, you feel you have nothing but good things to say about. It just simply didn't work. You know what I mean? And right. you knew it was coming. You knew it was the right thing to do, but it's hard when it happens. You had some really good times and, and it's always tough to see change happen, but ultimately it's for the best and you wish them well. And I think that's how both parties feel. I know most Auburn fans that I've talked to, they want nothing but good things for Gus Malzahn. Obviously, if he stayed in the SEC and we were having to compete against him, it might be a different story. But now that he's down at UCF, everyone wants to see him continue to succeed and continue good things. Um, but, you know, he's he's starting to get some guys that now we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, Big Cat Brian has switched buffets twice right now. He done went he to has. Tennessee and then went to Oklahoma and now he's at UCF. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, look, I think what we saw after the departure of Gus Malzahn was an overwhelming response from former players that had – phenomenal relationships with him. I don't think that was ever an issue. I, I think there might have been some, you know, needs for more disciplined coaching and certainly, you know, can pick apart some of, of the philosophy and the X's and O's and um, evolution of the offense. Those kinds of issues are obviously what was pinpointed, but his ability to connect with his players and the relationship that he had with them was never in question. And that continues to show itself here because he is kind of his Auburn footprint is very evident at UCF and he's only been there a couple weeks. We've obviously discussed T will being brought over there, but big cat Bryant has now committed to UCF Nate Craig Myers, who is a former Auburn receiver who had already transferred to Colorado state. He has now transferred to UCF. So another guy that hoped to reunite with Gus and then another addition to the coaching staff, actually two additions, grad assistants, Cam Martin, everyone will remember, former running back, and Trey Williams, both have joined the staff as grad assistants. So I, what I've noticed is there is a lot of loyalty. When, when people have had relationships with Gus Malzahn, I think loyalty has been a big thing for him. The same way that he showcased loyalty to T-Will. And I think that that's always been a, a characteristic of his and a lot of players gravitate toward it. And so I think they see this opportunity as I can jump in, I've got familiarity with this coach and I can shine right away. And probably will, probably will. Um, what do you think about these moves? And I mean, it's kind of weird because it's like, wow, that team's got so many similarities to what this Auburn team looked like a couple years ago. But I mean, right. that's the nature of the business, I guess. Well, this is an all Auburn everything show. So, you know, we talk about players that played at Auburn, coaches that coached at Auburn and have moved on. And regardless, you know, there's still Auburn ties because once you're part of Auburn family, you're always part of Auburn family, no matter if you broke up, still together, married, whatever, part of the Auburn family. So yep. what I think about this situation is Big Cat Brian, I think this may be the right move for him because in, if I was in his shoes, First, I probably would have stayed at Auburn. One, because I don't have to learn where the classes are. I don't have to learn anything, but just take my butt up to the field house and learn a new playbook. 
and mm-hmm. put myself out there and play with guys that I'm already familiar with playing with around me. Um, when I think about him now, he tried to go to Tennessee. I understood it. He tried to go with Coach Steele. Okay, Coach Steele and all of them didn't get retained there. So it makes sense. Okay, you're not going to stay there with their sanction. So then he goes to Oklahoma, which that one kind of puzzled me a little bit because I said Oklahoma is really known for offense, especially for right. the last 15 years. You know, they hadn't really put out good defensive guys like that. So, but then this one, I saw he's going to commit and go to UCF. I said, hmm. This makes sense. I say because if you're not going to stay at Auburn, then at least you're going with T. Will. T. Will has yeah. been with you since you got to Auburn. And then Coach Mazan has been your head coach since you came to Auburn. So this makes perfect sense for him to go there. Now, Cam Martin, a guy that was highly, highly, you know, recommended, you know, as a player when he was at Auburn, you know, he didn't get a lot of yards, anything on the field. But this guy's character was one of the best you've I've heard about. And so, you know, he, he goes there with Gus. And like you speak about, you speak about loyalty and everything. And loyalty means something. Let's think about Brian Harson, Harson, who comes yeah. from who comes from Boise State. He brings a few guys with him. A guy that kind of was a defensive coordinator. He came to Auburn and now he's a line inside linebackers coach. You know, right. so he took a he he took he went from D coordinator to inside linebacker coach because it's loyalty. He wants some guys to come with him that has some type of familiarity with him. Even though he can't bring everybody, he understands that I need some guys that I can count on when things are in the in the trenches and I can go in there and I can say, hey, we need to do this or we need to do that. And I can totally. get that person's opinion. You have to have people around you like that. And I think that what Gus feels comfortable with is getting people around him like that. The same reason Coach Harson feels comfortable with bringing guys with him. So, mm-hmm. And that's why he said he'd been knowing Mike Bobo from them playing in the same conference when Bobo was at Colorado State. So they got a chance to build a relationship with each other. So, okay, he brings Bobo with him. He'd been, you know, he said he knew Derek Mason from a while back. So coaches hire guys that if you look at everyone's resume, most coaches hire guys that they've had some type of chemistry with along the way or they've coached with them along the way. And that's still loyalty. And uh, and it goes a long ways because – you got to be able to have people with you. And uh, so I, I think that was a great move. And uh, like I say, the one, the only one I was kind of puzzled about is Craig Myers was at Auburn with Coach Malzahn. Yeah, so he transferred. So I was just like, okay, you transfer from Coach Malzahn, but then he go to UCF and then you transfer back to Coach Malzahn. Now, this is where I give Coach Malzahn credit at. He could have said no because you yeah. left him before at a program that he was already with but he left the door open for you to come back to UCF. So that goes to show you that Coach Madison does care about his players and, and what they do other than just football because you see it in this example with Craig Myers coming back to UCF. Now, you know, that's great and, uh, and everything. So, you know, we wish those guys the best and everything, but that just goes to show you why he does get the thing that you was talking about, why his former players really, really like him. And uh, right. the transition that – I see why these guys are buying into Coach Harson as well, because I'm glad you talked about Gus and and, uh, and those guys going over there, because they're part of the Auburn family. But it just shows you the good examples that are happening in college football. Because you look at Coach Harson, people was trying to get a man a hard time when he first got there because yeah. the simple fact that I was like, guys, it ain't his fault that Gus got no, fired. He, <laughs> I right. said it's not his fault. I was just like, that's business. I was just like, you know, it is what it is. I said it's business. I said, but. That's just no longer me in the NFL. You get traded or cut or something. That's business. So the totally. thing is, 
Coach Harson comes in, and he had to fight through some battles to win these guys' mindset and attitudes. And all of a sudden, now he's getting them buying in where they're winning these Ironman awards, and you see them tweeting, and they're buying into whatever he's teaching them right now. They're buying into it. So, yep. you know, hopefully, you know, things continue to transition. I really like Coach Malzahn. I really like Coach Harson, what he's trying to do. So I'm supporting both of these guys. Totally. And everything from afar. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a – a thing of picking sides, especially since he's not even in the conference anymore. Like I, I don't see anything wrong with continuing to support what he's doing and for right. us to continue to give updates on the program because he did a lot for Auburn and I'll right. make sure that that never gets overlooked because I don't think it, it should. But I think especially in football and in the SEC where football is taken so seriously Change is hard and, and change even when you see the need for it. Because look, let's go back to a couple seasons up until now. Gus, he, he was pretty much always on the hot seat. He was always in the conversation about will he have a job at the end of this season? I think what we all have to remember is like no change is easy when you take something as seriously as we all do when it comes to SEC football. And that's, Harson had to deal with some of that essentially when he first came in. I think a lot of people had a raised eyebrow, mostly because of the unfamiliarity with him and also mm -hmm. because of his experience being in the Mountain West, which it remains to be seen how they're going to, you know, fair in terms of what he builds in the SEC but I, I don't think it's a matter of you know certainly not the character of these men the caliber of coach that they are what you know impact they left all of that it, it goes without saying I think it was just the shock of something new and something different and you know, careful what you wish for kind of thing, because you, what you may be calling for when it actually happens, it's, it's harder than you anticipated. And I think a lot of people felt that way about Malzahn when he actually did walk away. But there is hope that both of these programs are going to flourish. Gus can do great things at UCF. Harson can do great things at Auburn. Change is never easy, but sometimes it's exactly what you need. And I'm hopeful that that's Will they play be each the other result. in the next three years? Hey, maybe we'll get a bowl game. How cool would that be? I mean, hopefully we go. I hope we've been in playoffs. Yeah, take that back. I take that back. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. Um, but yes, we certainly wish him well, and we will continue to keep an eye on all of that. Want to get you guys caught up on a couple other sports programs before we wrap this one up. Basketball is about to wrap up their season this week. The game against Mississippi State that had been postponed because of weather is actually rescheduled for this Saturday. So that will be their final game of this season. But the past two, they defeated Tennessee 77-72 to and then unfortunately lost to Alabama 58-70. to Both of those games, as we suspected, we were without Sharif Cooper, who is still dealing with that ankle injury and likely won't play this week either. Uh, but they are looking ahead as, you know, they have one more game. Unfortunately, like we've mentioned, won't be participating in postseason. And then turn their attention toward next year because honestly I think I've seen some quotes from Bruce Pearl lately saying he's he's kind of at a loss right now as to why some of these games have gone the way they have and while you can give these guys the benefit of the doubt in terms of how weird this season has been and how much they've been up against like when so many of your big guys just 
can't make shots. Like something's, mm. something's off. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. something that just didn't click this year when it has clicked in years past. So uh, when you look ahead to next season, Jason, and obviously going to put this one comfortably in the rearview mirror, we all await the decision of Sharif Cooper, those kinds of things. But the guys that do opt to return, what do they need to take away from this season and carry with them into next season? Even some of the struggles, you got to think it can kind of push them and motivate them into a better next season. Well, Taylor, you know, as the, go, as, as the saying goes, uh, your best teacher is experience. And a yeah. lot of these guys are coming out of high school last year. Um you know, and so they haven't played at this level. And, you know, it's one thing to go to these AAU tournaments and you lighten it up and everything, but nobody's playing defense. And you saw that this year. Like, we had some really good players to come in. But you got to think, Cooper's missed most of the season. Powell, who's our other guard, who's a really good shooting guard, pretty much missed all of the season except for a couple of games. Once he received a concussion, we haven't seen him yet. And uh, so those type of things, it, it hurts your team. Because if you think about Bruce Pearl's teams over the last couple of years, this team has been built off backcourt. And what I mean by that, it is a shooter's mentality. Like everyone gets the opportunity to just let it go and let it fly. And it's great when you have great shooters, but it's not so great when you have guys that's that's not hitting not hitting those shots because now it puts a lot of pressure on rebounding. It puts a lot of pressure on getting those second opportunities and third opportunities. And and, and so if you're not playing defense and you're not shooting it well, you know, that's a recipe for, for not for not winning. And uh, I think those are the things right now that's, that's catching Coach Pearl off guard because what he's been really good at over the last couple of years is having a good defensive, good defensive team and having great perimeter shooters. And he doesn't have that this year. Like I said, so hopefully if Sharif come back, you get Powell that comes back, and then also you get, like I said, the Jamari Smith kid that comes out of out of high school, and then you keep the guys that are already there, and now they're another year aged and another year experienced, and they've gone through some tough times. And hopefully the biggest ingredient that we miss the most at home is our crowd, our fans. I think Auburn is one of the most intimidating places to play a basketball game when our fans and our student sessions is all in there. Because it gets loud. It is live. And those kids feed off of that. So when you're playing in an airborne arena and all of a sudden things are not going well, you don't get the crowd noise to help pick you up. And I can say, yes, all everybody had to deal with the same thing this year. So, yes, a lot of people say, well, there's no excuses. I get that. But one thing, like I said, these are still young kids. Most of our team this year are young guys that came out of high school last year that are starting on this basketball team. And I'm pretty sure Bruce Pearl is out right now saying, look, we've got to get perimeter shooters, even with Sharif Cooper. That's why I say I wish he would come back because I think there's a lot that he can work on from his shooting standpoint okay. and playing defense and buffing up a little bit more in the weight room. So, but we'll see what happens. But this team, I don't, I look at this season as just a checkmate season as just a, a, one of those type of years where you say, okay, you know, things didn't go our way. We had a roller coaster year with highs and lows. And it kind of started off that way in the summer with all the back and forth. What is the NCAA going to do with this basketball team from a sanction standpoint? What are they going to do with Sharif Cooper? We still don't know why he was held out for the first 12 games. And so it was just, it just started out all wrong. And then Auburn had to put themselves on a sanction where they couldn't even play in the postseason. So this was a season that we just really much have to just wash and get back yeah. to playing Auburn basketball once we get our recruiting class finished for this year and see if Sharif Cooper comes back. And I think then you hit the ground rolling with a full all season to prepare. Right. 
I would agree with you. And I think that there's certainly learning experiences from this one to be taken. And, and I'm hopeful that a lot of these guys will return for the real deal next year. But a team that is doing incredibly well right now is our softball team. They are currently 10-1, and one, and pitcher Matty Pinta is the first Auburn pitcher with multiple no-hitters in the same season since Marcy Harper in 2014. So really impressive what they're doing right now and the hot start that they're off to. Baseball is 6-2 and two right now. Their game versus Jacksonville State, which was slated to be yesterday, was actually postponed due to inclement weather, so we're waiting on that one to get going. Again, honestly, SEC baseball and softball, they are dominating the top 25 rankings right now. In baseball, the SEC has, a, I think, the top four. I mean, we're just – the conference is stacked in both sports right now, and it's going to be a really impressive season leading up to very impressive SEC tournaments. Uh, and women's basketball actually begins their run in the SEC tournament today with a game against Florida. So certainly wish them well. And we'll keep an eye on all of these as sports continue, as we get closer to spring ball and then football season. And time just keeps on passing. You know what I mean? Let me ask you, Jay. So now that we're almost at a year mark since, mm. not to be dramatic, but life as we knew it ended like truly I, I mean like everything completely changed and we all have lived a year that had really none of us saw coming you couldn't prepare for and we all will probably be different because of it now that we're sitting a year later what is something that this time and this crazy experience in life what did it teach you well, it taught me a lot at first, you know, first and foremost, let's think about these kids last year, this time baseball and softball didn't even get a chance to play last year, mm -hmm. you know, so they had to wait a full year before they got the opportunity to take the field again. So I think from that standpoint, if you're a player that didn't play last spring, you have a different level of appreciation for sports. And, right. and I think for me personally, like I said, I always tell people, I was like, you're going to come out of this pandemic, either a better person or a defeated person. And a lot of it is going to be what, what's your approach and how did you take to this pandemic? A lot of people say, oh, I can't wait for it to get over with and all this type of stuff. Yes, that's true. But at the same time, like what is like it's here. So it's here. So what are you learning in the process so that you can be better? And if you want to be better and not defeat it, then you got to take some to mindset and understand. For me, I found out who a lot of my real friends are. And I also found out like what things I took for granted that now I appreciate. You know, being able to go to a, a Auburn football game and seeing a whole bunch of fans, like pulling up to an empty stadium was like mind blowing. It was like it was like living in the Will Smith movie where I am legend. You don't see nobody mm -hmm. robot. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. and it make you understand like, dang, like in one second, everything could be completely taken away from you. And I don't think right. people live their lives that way or even think that way. And I think this was a real eye opener. And just the fact that you can't visit your family as much as you want to, like the precious time that you spend with your family, how important it really is. Like sometimes, yes, our lives get so busy. We get going here and going there. But in a second, it makes you realize like, you know what? I need to spend more time with my family sometimes, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, I, re I really do, you know, and it makes you think that way. And it makes you think of the things that are really important and things that are not important. And I put on a post today on my, on my Instagram and I said, you know, we're now living in times where people 
look for approval from other people to know their worth. And you don't have to look no further than yourself. Once you know yourself and your self-worth, and once you know like your self-confidence, like that's the only approval you need. We, we live in a society where people measure their success based off what this person got or what that person got or what this person say or how they feel about a certain situation. Mm-hmm. No, channel that and start to understand how, what is it about you that makes you special for who you are? Because everyone has different gifts and everyone has different things. And I think that's the one thing I also learned because it's just like when I'm playing pro football, I would get bombarded with calls and different things. When I stopped playing football, it, those calls went into half. And then yeah. the longer you start playing football, they go down, they go even further than that. So you start to realize like, okay, be careful who you get your ear to, be careful how you spend your time and don't take things for granted. Like give thanks where thanks is due. And that's each yeah. and every day that you have an opportunity to have a gift of life and, uh, and, and try to make the most out of it. But understand at the end of the day that you are special enough because, and the reason I'm speaking of these things is because we lost Vincent Jackson, who was in my draft class a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, they're still trying to figure out what happened. And, you know, I watched Brandon Marshall thing, uh, his podcast and stuff and him and, you know, and Chad Johnson is talking about how he's going through some very depressed moments and how he's having all these mental issues and stuff at times. And it makes you really sit back and think like we just went through a whole year of uncertainty. There's a lot of people struggling mentally right now from a standpoint of self-confidence. And and a lot of it is dictated because people are being so disrespectful for one another you know, and, and, and everything. And I just, you know, We've got to get back to one thing, one, caring about one another and saying a caring word to somebody. You never know what somebody's going through. You may just say something to that person that day that just may uplift their spirit and uplift them from a mental standpoint to get through with something they was they was going through that you had no idea because you said a kind word. Now they feel better about themselves. So I say all that because it is a, a tough time that people going through and I've been talking to a lot of people here lately that has been going through some struggling mental issues as far as like yeah. how to cope with this and how to cope with that and and everything and it's, it's so important that we surround ourselves and don't keep things to ourselves and, and, and feel like we're alone. I couldn't agree more. I'm so glad I asked you that because I think this is certainly a, it's been such a trying time for everybody and we're all trying to get back to some sort of normalcy. It does feel like we're very, very close to it and we've made so much progress, but certainly don't want to diminish the impact that it's had on a lot of people and uh, certainly a lot of good encouragement and motivation to take away from what you just said. So thank you for sharing that. But we hope all of our listeners enjoyed this episode as we got you caught up on everything Auburn. And we'll be back next week to do the same. So everyone enjoy your week. Have a great weekend and make sure you tune back in with JCAM and TD next week to talk more about our Auburn Tigers. Have a good week, everybody. War Eagle. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.